Welcome to The Center and the Saint. I'm Alyssa Bell. And I'm Allison Kane. I have a question for you. Great. How are we already halfway through summer? Dude, I don't know. Dang. It's like disappeared. Yes. They say that when you get older, like your life speeds up. Yeah, I always thought that was a crock of crazy. It's uh, it's crazy, but... <laughs> I thought that was old people stuff. Oh, I, I guess we're old people. <laughs> oh, man. Dang it. We, we need to. Is it because we're old or is it because we finally get it? I think that it's just because once you've lived long enough, you have more experience. We're wiser. We're wiser. <laughs> and we understand that things just work that way. But when you're young, you're just like, whatever, man. What are you talking about? Yeah. Although I will say that. Matt and I have decided that we might be getting old because we had baby birds in this. It's not even supposed to be a birdhouse. It's like a decorative ornamental thing outside. And they built this little bird nest in it. And these birds were so loud and annoying, but we loved them. There were three of them. And they, we need to post some pictures. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. And they would stick their little beaks out. And then I was so worried about them in the afternoon heat. I would like get my little Mr. Garden hose and like mist them. Uh-huh. And when I told my kids that, they were like, really, mom? Yeah. Like, wow. And I remember being like that with my mom. Anyway, then the baby birds fledged the nest, and I was so excited, and I was here when it happened, which I never thought, and I was calling Matt at the office, and then it was so quiet on the back porch that night, and I was like, I really miss our baby birds. He was like, I know, it's really quiet out here. He's like, oh my gosh, we're getting old. Yes, someone said um, on Facebook, <laughs> it was like, I went from young to, look what I just got out of my garden. <laughs> <laughs> And so now I don't post garden pictures. Oh, I love it when you send me your pictures from your plants. Yes. Yes. We do it privately so people don't stereotype us. Right? Yeah. Too late. Too late. Too too late. Okay. So if you joined us last week, we were talking about how you should always ask people questions. That's a great way to kind of dig in without being... First of all, you glean more information. Yeah. It's helping them figure out... um, something new right it's stimulating thought for them you're it's also creating intimacy between you and that person so that they trust you to open up this is what good teachers do it and it also creates really a sense of collaboration yeah you know like i'm here to help you and let's work together on this and it builds a closeness and when you're asking someone questions it kind of disarms them and their defenses go down instead of saying, well, you know what you should be doing. Like, you're crazy to be worried about that. Or questions are just always a good start. Yeah. And I think, you know, asking questions, but without having an answer is nice. So nice. Like, you can't have a question and be like, well, I think. Meh. Yeah. And, and it is really good. Or not care if you already know that answer. Just see if they know the answer. And if they don't, just let them sit with it. Right. Well, I've been doing some reading on holy listening and all this stuff. Um, kind of, to, it's like being a, what do you call it? Like a spiritual director kind of person. One of the biggest things they say is to ask questions. And they talk about, in this book that I was reading, they talked about all the questions that Jesus asked in scripture. And I was like, I mean, they didn't go through them all, obviously, but they just said like, this is how Jesus ran his ministry. This He modeled this for us. Mm. It's just better to ask questions. And I was like, huh. You know me. Yeah. I'm like, ooh, I'm going to research that. Of course you are. Of course I am. (laughs) So I start down my rabbit hole of red line 
which is, if you don't know what the red line, the red words are in the New Testament, a lot of Bibles will put all the words that Jesus spoke in red. So they're distinguished. Mm. So if you hear somebody say that, that's what it means. But it ends up, this is so interesting to me. Yeah, I hope y'all can geek out for a minute. Jesus asked 307 different questions in the Gospels. Mm. He was asked 183 questions. But get this. He answered less than 10. And he only answered a few of those directly. Wow. Like with a firm answer. So that's back to don't have an answer all the don't time. Don't have an answer. Like, I didn't even know you were going to do that. Look at me. I know. I know so you, if you think about it, like all these people to ask him, they try to trick him by asking him questions. And we don't have time to go into all that. But seriously, it's so fun to get in the Gospels and, and read all these. I mean, he answers questions. Uh, he talks about compassion and identity and faith and doubt. And there are all these um just sort of categories of questions that he asks or is asked and he'll throw out a parable yeah instead or he'll respond with another question uh-huh you know and so he keeps it vague because he's a good teacher he's not trying to shove you know his opinion his thought down our throats um I, but i'm suddenly thinking like the difference between a lecturer yes. and a teacher Right. If you think about a good teacher, they're not trying to force their opinion on you. They're trying to get you to grow and to think about your answer. So um, eight of the questions Jesus answered directly. Four of those that he answered were specifically about the law Mm. or scripture. So that was kind of easy, right? Like one of them, for example, is Am I required to forgive as many as seven times? So Jesus talks about that specifically or um, about divorce or what must I do to have eternal life? You know, those sorts of things. Which commandment is the most important? Those were the four that he answered specifically and they related to the law. But the remaining four he answered were just general questions. Um, Three to this three from the disciples and one from the high priest. So we can talk about those another time, but I wanted to focus on the three that he asked more than once. Okay. He asked multiple times. Cause you know, if y'all been around the, the church circuit mm-hmm. for a while and studied scripture, or been in a Bible study or whatever, um, you always hear if it's repeated in scripture multiple times and there's a significance to it i have heard that and it's funny because i always say if i hear something there's something crosses my path three times Mm -hmm. then i know girl it's about to get real loud in here you better do it (laughs) (laughs) that's so true he does that in our lives now that's so true I, i mean i was walking with a friend and she said i know that this is something i've got to work on because your podcast talked about this, this other church message that I heard was on that topic. And this, then I picked up my devotional and it was on that same topic. Right. And it was about the weight. Oh yeah. (laughs) It was so good. But there were, there are three questions, only three that he repeats in the gospels. Give them to me, girl. What are you looking for? Is the first one. Oh, a beach house. Oh, (laughs) So this is what he asks of those who are lost 
and realize that they're looking for God. I mean, that's sort of the category, you know, of people that he runs across today. Like, what are you looking for? I love that because if you can figure out what you're looking for, because you keep having the wrong answer, which is why you're still looking for it. Exactly. What, yeah, what is it that you're looking Are you looking for peace? Are you looking for a party? Are right. you looking for a stronger faith? Are you looking for success, failure? Significance? Like, yeah. Mm. Forgiveness? Like, what are you looking for? And this goes back to those patterns we talked about a couple episodes ago where your life has these patterns and you have to figure out, like, you're probably coming up with the same response. And you're like, well, maybe you're asking the wrong question. And also what we talked about in the past few weeks, oh my gosh, look how much God loves us. We did not plan this out. Uh, Only God can do this, people. We are not that organized. We talked about how naming those things makes them tangible and helps us figure it out Uh and overcome it or deal with it. And so if he is saying, what are you looking for? And if you can name that, then it is going to be much easier to grasp hold of that than if it's just this, you cannot grasp a cloud, but you can grasp a bird that flies in the clouds. Right. I mean, so naming it instead of just letting it be this airy thing, like what is it that you want? And that takes thought that takes time time it takes looking in your heart asking yourself the hard question and sometimes we don't even know until someone asks us the question and probably your first answer is not it right like (laughs) right you're gonna have to dig a little deeper Mm -hmm. oh okay so if you're looking for my husband to do all the dishes and not leave them in the sink well that's probably not the right answer right but maybe (laughs) what you're looking for is more support oh wait more support okay what does that mean so what you need is a deeper companionship with your husband or more conversation like it just keeps you unbury it that's exactly right you start to peel back the layers of that onion and your heart so that's the first one oh and write these down because um i think if we all sit with these questions i've actually begun doing that um Again, I think this is going to take months and months of work, but I am journaling through these questions periodically, kind of going back over. I'm going back what I wrote before. Where am I now? But the first one is, what are you looking for? The second one, what do you want for me to do for you? What do you want me to do for you? And he's asked, you know, the Lord wants to be in relationship with you, with each of us. And so he's willing to be vulnerable and listen and receive. So are we willing to also be vulnerable and share exactly what it is that we want from him? You know, a lot of answers have come from your response. Mm-hmm. A lot of our baggage will come from the response to that question. It's so true. It's so true. I mean, I'm thinking, what do you want? Do you, I want a better job. Oh, so you need financial security. Does that mean that you don't have faith that God's going to provide? Woo. It's <laughs> a rabbit hole, people. Oh, my gosh. I just went down three rabbit holes mm-hmm. in that 30 seconds while you were saying those things. That's right. I mean, and this is the unraveling. And this is, the, this is what God, I mean, seeing these three questions in one space, and altogether has really changed 
a lot for me in my heart. I mean, being able to put words to this is so important. And it, and it may change in different seasons of your life. It will. Not may. It will. <laughs> but there's some seasons that we never, we might need to go back to that we totally skipped over. Oh, yeah. Like, what is it that you want from me? Like healing from a past trauma or sin or whatever it was. That's still going on and affecting what we want from him now as well. But the Lord, once we're able to say that out loud, he will gradually, slowly, methodically, but tenderly Mm -hmm. take us through those motions of healing and those layers of healing. Random fact. I haven't, I don't know where my taser is right now. Right? What? Some of you this understand how big oh my that gosh, is. Gosh, y'all. If you're just <laughs> if you're just joining us uh, on the podcast, it, it is going to be really hard because you don't know the context of this, which is why <laughs> right. you have to know the context even in scripture and in life. Right. This is huge for Melissa. Right, because I come Based from on her past. trauma, trauma, trauma. And so I always have a taser and I will say it a million times. If you're out walking by yourself, like the girl walking down the sidewalk, yeah. right? you need to have a taser. And so I found myself walking without a taser. Wow. And I was like, wow, God, look at what you've done for me. Wow. That is huge, y'all. Yeah. Oh, and okay. That is so huge. And that is so God. But... It is also so you because right. you have been diligently working on this with the Lord. Right. Okay. And so don't just think that all of a sudden, now God can, yes. he can just remove something from you. But generally speaking, it requires work on your part Yeah. and a lot of digging and a lot of sitting and a lot of uncovering and a lot of asking of these questions mm-hmm. and answering them. And you have been doing that work. So go, girl. Thank you. I even said to William, I was like, wow, that's weird. I feel like we should have the taser, but I don't even have it. We're just going to go for it. I don't remember where we were at. That is awesome. Yeah. And your kid is seeing that too. It was probably Walmart. We were probably Walmart. Oh, gosh. That is so funny. Gosh, we're really throwing him under the bus. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay. So that second question again. What do you want me to do for you? Mm. So here's our third one. Do you love me? Oh, seems on the surface like a really easy question that if we quickly respond to, we're like, yeah, of course. Like duh. Just (laughs) like Judas, right? Um, Of course, Lord. What are you talking about? Blah, you're so weird. Um, it's not that deep. Or even Peter. <laughs> yeah, Peter. That's right. And so if we pause for a minute and we listen to, do you love me? Mm. Silent air. It goes pretty deep. And this is asked by a Lord who he wants to tend to our needs. He wants us to seek him, to love him, because he loves us. And he just wants, I mean, you think about it when you're in a love relationship with someone, when you first start dating and you start having these feelings, you want your relationship at a certain point, you want it to be defined. 
Right. And you want, if you love someone, you really desire for them to reciprocate that love. Mm. We're in that love relationship with the Lord, too. And he's saying, do you love me? So, of course, I didn't know we were recording on this today, but something that came to mind is we're only capable of loving as much as we know about love. Does that make sense? Like what we've experienced in life? Absolutely. And so for some people saying, do you love me? It's like, well, yeah, I show up every day, don't I? Mm. I mean, that's like something we don't have time to go into. And we're definitely not um, professionals, thankfully. But (laughs) I think about the difference between you and I. And how you were loved. And you and you, we've talked about this. And what you've experienced from either a parent or a spouse and what I've experienced. And it's so different. It is. That's a really hard question. And so all of us will probably go, yeah, I love you. Mm -hmm. But it's going to mean something different. It will. And then considering when someone asks you that, it also, like if, if my husband asked me that for some reason, like if he were to ask me that, I'll be like, yes. But then what you start to do is you start to think about, am I showing him? And I think that's another reason that, you know, I think I consider that with Jesus asking it. Like, we may love him, but how are we showing him? It, it causes, like we left that dead air silence for a minute, you to stop, ponder, and think. If, if my answer is yes, then how am I showing him? Am I sitting with him? Mm -hmm. Am I resting in his word? Am I trusting him? You know, when we look at it from that perspective, it is, I mean, these three questions have blown my mind. Like sitting with them, I'm not kidding. After all these years of being a Christian, these, just having these three, it is just blowing my mind. And I think, so there's this great quote, whatever else, It might mean to follow Jesus. Certainly it means letting Jesus' questions guide our lives rather than our own questions. Following Jesus is living the questions that Jesus asked. Mm. So we're living those out. Like, what are you looking for? What do you want me to do for you? Do you love me? I mean, does it... Is, like, I can't even, I don't even have words. I was like so excited as I started down this rabbit hole and I'm trying to tell my husband and it's like me right now. I mean, I still, and I mean, it's been over a month since I started doing this and I still, it just blows my mind so much. It's almost like trying to figure out in my mind eternal life versus now and Jesus and how do you live forever and your brain just kind of implodes on itself (laughs) because it just can't even fathom it right that's what these questions do to me and considering um first that Jesus desires for me to consider them Mm -hmm. that he wants to hear the answer that he wants me to come to him with that and he it's going to draw me closer to him in a way that I've never experienced. Yeah. And you know, I'm of course is sitting on that last question. Do you love me? And thinking I need God to fill the gap for me, mm-hmm. you know, and he will like, uh, you know, the father and Mark says, help my unbelief. It's like, fill that gap for me because I do yes. know that my version, if most of us will relate 
our vision of who God is on our earthly experiences. That's all we have. That's right. Right? Our tangible experiences have happened here, but we can't limit God to a broken situation or person or home, whatever it is. I do completely agree, and I've seen it over and over in family and friends. Like It does create a barrier Mm -hmm. to a closeness with God that um, requires great intentionality. Yep. To overcome and to break down, to even be able to comprehend the difference and the greatness and the extent of his amazing love. Because you don't even know what you don't know. Because even in, right, and even in the best right. of, you know, model, like with my father, even in the best of that, he wasn't perfect. And so even there, there's a gap. There's a gap for all of us. Right. Because no human can live up or model to the extent that Jesus did. Um, but, you know, if we want to grasp what that, what this Christian life, what we call it, entails, right? What it, what it all means. I think we should just repeat these questions. We don't even need a whole Bible study. Uh, I mean, if we could just take these questions and look at them often, Put them in your journal. Maybe go ahead. If you do have a journal, maybe write these three questions out every 15 or 20 pages all throughout your journal. So when you flip to that page, you're like, oh, here are these questions. I'm going to go over these again. I think we need to revisit these over and over and hold them close. So you know what I was just thinking when you were saying that? um, There's a phrase that is mind the gap. Oh, yes. I love that. From the Europeans. So when you're getting on the subway, you don't fall through. Right. (laughs) And so that is our gaps between what we know and experience and who God is, Mm. is where we fall. Yes. Oh, yes. And so it's like, we need to mind the gap. Mind the gap. And he will fill it up. He'll put some bumpers in there. I mean, look at me walking without a taser. You know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> that is huge. We're going to have to have a party for that. We should. But we're not retiring the taser, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> We'd love to hear what you think about this episode. Um, I would like to talk more about some of these questions and go into some of the categories. Um, but I'm a, kind of a dork that way sometimes. So maybe we will. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. We don't know what tomorrow holds, right? Yeah, you never know. But... Let us know. Let us know what these questions have meant to you. And if you sit with them and ponder, if you're going to stick them in your journal, just reach out. Send us a message on social media and and give us your thoughts on this. And thanks for joining us this week on The Center and the Saint.